0: Never go into it for the money. Go into it because you like it. Otherwise, you will get burnt out so, so quick. A lot of people are like, oh, it's hard because, you know, I'm still working another job. So I can't put all of my focus on my blog. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's everybody really it's just it's so important for people to realize, you know, you have to love it because the money will not come right away. The followers are it's going to take a lot of time. If you want it to grow, it's all about the marketing and the advertising and not just like, okay, I worked so hard on editing this and getting this to look like this, perfect, I'm done.
1: From the themillennialmarketplace.com, this is the Wi-Fi Work Ethic Podcast, hosted by me, Haley Alicia. I believe that if you have a strong Wi-Fi connection and an even stronger work ethic, you can make big things happen no matter where you come from or who you know. This show shares the stories of online entrepreneurs and influencers, and also dives into business trends and news with the occasional pep talk thrown in. Find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and at themillennialmarketplace.com. All right, let's get started. Hey there. Welcome to episode number 32 of the Wi-Fi Work Ethic Podcast. Today on the show, we have Haley LaRue, who is a blogger and jeweler based in Southern California. She's a Southern California native living in Los Angeles and is the blonde behind the blog Blondie in the City. She created her blog five years ago out of pure boredom after graduating college and is now her own business. Not only is Haley a blogger, but she's also a jeweler who designs and sells engagement rings. She has not only worked with a handful of MLB and NFL players, reality TV stars, and more, but she has even had the privilege to create engagement rings for some of her followers. We have a great conversation about her journey into blogging and what it really takes to be a successful blogger, as well as sharing her journey um, into working as a jeweler and how she helped transform a jewelry store she had grown up going to really transform their business through social media. I think anyone will enjoy this episode just for the example of hustle that Haley has, but also if you are interested in becoming a blogger or just interested in the blogging space in any way, definitely listen to this episode. There's so many actionable tips and tricks that she shares. So I think you'll really enjoy it if any of that interests you. Without further ado, here's the episode. Let's start with who you are, what you do, and then we can dive into um, all the different things that have got you there okay perfect um,
0: so I am Haley I am a blogger and a jeweler and I've been blogging for almost five years now and I've been a jeweler for two years um, I studied journalism in college couldn't really find the job I loved out of college and I pretty much just started my blog out of boredom in my apartment and it turned into Blondie in the City, what
1: it is today. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I find that a lot of people that find themselves blogging, they stumbled by it from accident. I've seen that kind of be something that most that that's happened with most bloggers. So, um, what what was that process like when you started blogging?
0: So, I actually had started it um, just literally writing because I was studying journalism, I loved to write, and I was kind of just like, so I I moved into my first department, and um, I was still actually in my last semester of college, and I kind of just wanted something where I could, I don't know, I, I, I always liked the idea of a website, and being able to kind of like have your own design and all that stuff, so Um, I, I've always been a night owl, so I pretty much like always stay up till like 3, 4 (laughs) a.m. Um, just kind of like learning more things about what a blog is and all that stuff and even just like writing in general. Mm -hmm. So I didn't tell anybody I had a blog. I was like super embarrassed about it. So I kept it very private and like I said, all I did was write on it. So And then, like, Instagram was becoming a little more popular at this time, so I came across some fashion bloggers, and I remember saying to myself, like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I wish I could do that, but I'm too, like, shy Mm -hmm.
1: to ever,
0: like, post pictures of myself like that. So I just continued with the writing, and then I started doing more so, like, oh, let me cook, take a picture of it, share the recipe, which is so odd because I don't cook at all <laughs> um but I was just like oh it'll give me something to put on there and then um then I kind of started to do like decor so I did like a dust decor DIY dust decor or something like that and then um something about spray painting my coffee table gold and and then one day I was at my parents house and I was telling my mom like about what a fashion blogger is or like showing her pictures and she's like oh why don't you just do it I'll take your pictures so we it was raining outside and we went out there and she took my pictures on my iPhone we were both holding umbrellas because it was pouring (laughs) so I thought it was gonna be so cool so that was like my first one ever and I was so scared to even share it on Instagram Mm because I was like oh my god how many of my friends are gonna like text each other in a group message and be like what is Healy doing <laughs> so that's kind of how it started actually and then um and then Cody my house my now husband um he just pretty much took the reins and now plays photographer for me so awesome. yeah I never like expected it to become anything really I thought it was just, like something fun to do
1: uh-huh.
0: and um you know I was going on like interviews for jobs and. Um, you know, nobody wanted to hire me part-time because I was also a professional dancer. So I didn't want anything full-time because I was still doing that. And um, my blog was, like, kind of, like, my way to be able to do what I want, write what I want, share what I want, and all that stuff. And it ended up being something that later on when I would go on interviews that they were more impressed with my blog rather than my degree mm-hmm. so um because with the blog I learned how to design it I ended up like selling website design or blog designs on Etsy and um, designing logos so um they were more impressed with that whole like self-starter aspect of it rather than like I said the fact that I went
1: to college <laughs> so
0: um yeah now it's like my like everyday life I'm like Either if I'm not taking pictures, I am doing some type of advertisement or um, editing and things like that.
1: So, awesome. Yeah. So we'll definitely jump back into um, everything to do with your blogging. But before we go back to that, how did you get into the jewelry industry?
0: So um, my mom always shopped at this um, jewelry store. And even when I was little, I was going in there, I mean, literally since I was, I think, five years old. And um, I just knew, you know, oh, my mom likes jewelry and this is where she goes. And then as I got older, um, the manager there, I had known her for years. And this was also like when I, um, I had my blog at this time for like three years, I think. And she was really impressed with how I grew my Instagram and with so many businesses now using Instagram and utilizing it for, you know, to help with sales or even just um, getting your name out there. She was Mm -hmm. like, I need you to work for us. And this store is in Orange County, whereas I live in LA. And I mean, the community is isn't, or like Orange County versus versus LA obviously isn't like, you know, so, so far. But with traffic, I was just like, oh, you know, I live really far. It wouldn't make sense for me and at the time I was um a personal assistant for someone in New York and I did it all virtually Mm -hmm. and I was like oh like I'm already doing something and you know blah blah and then I honestly never thought like yeah oh yeah I'll do this but I I was always saying like no it's too far it makes no sense and she was just like what if you just do our Instagram and then um that kind of You know, I thought about that. I'm like, oh, that would be kind of cool. And then we kind of just, like, didn't touch on it for a long time. And then um, I was kind of, like, at this point where I was, like, really struggling, like, because I wasn't really making money on my blog. I was uh, doing this and doing that. And just kind of I felt like I was all over the place. And so I had – I saw her at a family function or something like that. And I said, you know, I feel like that would be a good idea. Um, for me to, you know, take over your Instagram and maybe like come in once a week or something. So, um, the next week, literally I came in one day and I started, um, taking videos of rings and everything like that. And then, um, we got super busy. So I just like started helping with customers. And at the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I'm not used to like talking to people for my job. Mm I'm like behind the computer. So I came back the next day, did it again, came back the next day, did it again, and then I ended up just, like, working there, and my bosses pretty much taught me everything there is to know about diamond grading and um, just being a gemologist. So um, pretty much learned everything, and they took me under their wing, and um, and now I'm officially a jeweler. So I've been doing that for two years now, Um, and the commute isn't bad, especially when you like your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I, I, there was a point where I worked in PR. I think I only lasted three months, but I hated <laughs> it. Even though it was only 20 minutes of a commute for me, it felt like, like forever just for mm-hmm. me to get there and even back to my apartment after. And so my commute right now is an hour. So I go there three days a week and then, um, we have so many out-of-state customers that we do a lot of over-the-phone work. So, I'll do that when I'm off or um, just home and everything. So, um, yeah, it's been definitely something I really fell in love with, especially not ever thinking I'd become a jeweler, for one, and um, or even, you know, something I studied in college. So, yeah. um, kind of just, like, I guess funny how things work out. You, like, I always envisioned myself working for a magazine and who knew i'd be doing something completely different
1: yeah and that jeweler's been around for a while right so have they did they see a shift in their business once they started taking when they brought you on and started taking social seriously because you've been able to help them grow quite a social presence so have they seen a shift in their business since doing that
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we get people every day. We we generally do ask, like, "Oh, how did you hear about us?" And I mean, I would say I don't even know how many customers a day will say, Mm -hmm. "Oh, I found you guys on Instagram." Um, They have been around for a long time, and they were always a busy store, but it has just become insane with social media and having this like large social presence on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, um. And we even get, I mean, um, I was able to work with uh, one of the football players from the Chargers, and he found us on Instagram. Very cool. He lives pretty locally, but he just messaged us, and he was like, oh, I'm looking for a ring like this. Do you have um, any stones around this size, color, clarity um, in store? I want to come by tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, come on in, we'll show you some stones, and um, we were able to work with him, and then um, same thing with uh, Jock Peterson from the Dodgers, he messaged us on Instagram, worked with him, um, and then, I mean, now we pretty much worked with, like, all the Dodgers now, because, uh, <laughs> uh, of course, word of mouth, so it's like, you know, one person gets a ring from us, and then they're all like, oh, you gotta go here, you gotta go here, so they all, like, pretty much come to us now, so... Um, but yeah, it's just, it's insane what Instagram does for a business nowadays. Yeah. So, and yeah. even just being able to do like, oh, swipe up for this on right. the stories for Etsy. I mean, yeah. So it it just, it blows a lot of people's minds, except especially, you know, the uh, older crowd. They're like, wow, like, that's so cool. You guys have, are so popular on Instagram. How does that work? And so, um that I get to like kind of tie my blogging experience with the social media into that and I've even gone to work with some of my followers on their rings so they'll usually like work with me and then I have all their information as far as what they like saved and then they give their boyfriend my number and
1: then we (laughs) kind of go from there. (laughs) Yeah that's that's awesome that the owner had that foresight to have you help them with that because I think in this kind of phase we're in right now with the internet and social media, it's so easy for more established traditional businesses to honestly become a little obsolete if they're not staying on top of this and going that route. So that's amazing that they totally. they thought of doing that and it's obviously paying off. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump back into your blogging journey. You said at the beginning you, you were just... Writing things before you got into the fashion blogging side of it. What kind of things were you writing about?
0: Um, I basically was just writing about life and what I was going through at the time, and I I felt like I was just going through a lot of life changes, so mm-hmm. I would kind of just like literally write my feelings and um and kind of just share like, oh, you know, I was really into you know following your dreams, and because I was. I had moved to North Hollywood originally to be, um, or to continue with the professional dancing because mm-hmm. um, I danced and trained my entire life, and then I really wanted to be a professional dancer, so I got signed and everything, and I moved out here to, you know, for the auditions and everything. But it was all really slow, so I was pretty much just sitting at my apartment half the time, um, and then. Uh, I kind of just would start writing about, um, you know, like I mentioned, following your dreams or, you know, sometimes I was just like, kind of like lonely and I would just like, I don't know. I, I always just had words like flowing out of me. Um, Mm -hmm. so I like, I loved taking writing classes in college. Um, so I can't even recall what I wrote about or sometimes (laughs) I would find a quote and expand on how it, like, related to my life, and so I did that, I actually did that a lot, and, mm-hmm. and I, I never shared it, like I mentioned, I kind of just had it on the internet, and then, I'm, I i don't even know if I still have them on my <laughs> blog, like, <laughs> I think I was so embarrassed by it, I was like, I'm just gonna take these off, so, so yeah, I would just, like, write random Stuff, whatever kind of like popped into my head at like one or two in the morning, and I would just post it, and pretty much I just kept evolving from there into different things. So the writing and then the recipes and decor
1: and then finally the fashion awesome so when you decided to make that transition from just the written word to more sharing more lifestyle and fashion content how did you know what to even do um did you reach out to other bloggers did you just start googling all the different things you could do with it um what was kind of your process in expanding on blogging um I did a lot of
0: Google searching <laughs> I literally lived on Google looking for things and I honestly I spent so much time I feel like too much time learning how to design things on my blog whereas I felt like I should have been working on the content or learning how to advertise and market a little better so um, so when it came to um, content um, I kind of I feel like I Pretty much just, um, like, I would work on that and then edit the photos and then jump straight back into, like, the web design. Um, but when it came, I, I was always, like, nervous to contact other bloggers. I was just saying to myself, like, oh, my gosh, they're never going to read my email. They're mm. never going to answer. And I'll just figure it out on my own. So I was really into just figuring things out on my own. And um, I kind of like that process of it. I um, basically, I I like that, I guess, fulfilled feeling at the end of it when I figured something out that I couldn't figure out. And I, um, so anytime any blogger, let's say, contacts me and they ask about the blogging, they're like, oh, it's really, really tough and, you know, things like that. And I'm like, honestly, you're going to feel so much more accomplished when you figure things out. It's like, it's totally worth it. So that was honestly one of my favorite parts about the blogging was. Just learning so much of it, um, even just on my own and researching. So, I guess I just really enjoyed that part of it. Um, just kind of jumping in and learning things on my own, and then kind of seeing, like, let's say a finished product and being like, wow, I can't believe I figure that out. Yeah. So, and so many bloggers too share blog posts on, you know, how to do this, how to do that. So, that's kind of how I found things. So, especially with, um, wanting to work with brands, you know, I was—I even asked myself, I'm like, do you just, like, ask them? Do you just reach out? Like, I don't get right. it. And so I found a lot of, like, blog posts on other bloggers who wrote about that. Like, oh, yeah, you just scroll down to the bottom of their website, look for contact. Usually there's a PR email and just email them. So um, I started doing some of that and, um, oh, my God, I would, like, spend – probably an hour just like going to different brands sites and writing down their emails and then sending them emails pretty much like a full-on copy paste copy paste and then okay let's see if they reach back out <laughs> so yeah yeah I just really loved all like the pretty much the learning process of it and then um, but yeah there I guess there's this like rule of thumb like you need to be spending more time on the advertising and marketing than you are on the actual editing and all like the end stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. So that was one thing I wish I knew or utilized a little better because it really is like, you know, if you're not marketing or advertising, no one's going to know that, you know, this content is out there. So yeah. that was one thing I, one piece of advice I like to give people as well.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you said that, especially that part of at the beginning you spent hours personally writing these emails and contacting because i think a lot of people look at the blogging world and especially those who want to get into it it all looks very glamorous and i think there can sometimes be this misconception of okay i'm going to start posting pretty photos and then people are going to reach out to me and i'll be making money and um that's definitely not how it works so i'm glad that you pointed out that it does take that work you know eventually if you get to you know a certain place you may have you know people on your team or you might get to a level where yeah people are reaching out to you but especially at those beginning stages like it is all dependent on how hard you work on on getting yourself built to that level
0: yeah it's and so many people do like actually think that like oh I just need a good camera I need cute clothes and I'm set that's all I need to do and a lot of people do get really discouraged if you know, nothing happens, and I've had even people say like, "Oh, I've been blogging for three months, and I don't have a large following and Still, I'm not making any money." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you're not going to make any money <laughs> for a while. You know, it, it's a long process." Yeah. So, um, I always say, like, definitely don't ever go into it for the money. Go into it because you like it. Otherwise, you will get burnt out so so quick. Um, yeah. and I mean. I don't. I would say I didn't even start making anything until maybe three years, and but I mean up until then, and even now, I I mean I'm I'm still working another job. Um, I mean I would definitely like for blogging to be my only job, but I do really love being a jeweler as well. So I I've learned to kind of like okay I'll do that three days. Um, in Orange County and then the rest I'll do blogging and everything else jewelry wise remotely and but before that I was like this person's assistant that person's assistant um, working here working there I literally I felt like I had like four I did I had like four different jobs um, while I was really trying to keep up with my blog and you know a lot of people are like oh it's hard because you know, I'm still working another job, so I can't put all of my focus on my blog. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's everybody, really. Um, so mm. it's just, it's so important for people to realize, you know, you have to love it because the money will not come right away. The followers are, it's going to take a lot of time. And I know it's so hard not to compare because there definitely are people who grow at a way faster pace than others. So, um, and everyone even goes through that too. And, you know, when people ask me like, oh my gosh, you know, how did you grow your following? And I, I can't wait till I'm where you're at. I even tell them, I'm like, honestly, I still do the comparing game. I, I don't even feel like I'm where I want to be yet. You know, I'm, I'm like, I kind of do the same thing. I look at a different blogger and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky. Like, I I can't wait till I'm in that spot or, you know, something like that. So Mm -hmm. I always tell everybody, I'm like, honestly, every blogger goes through this whole kind of like discouragement, like season, I would say. And even, Mm -hmm. you know, more so, you know, more, more times than none. So Whenever anybody feels discouraged, I'm like, we all feel it. So don't think it's just you and, you know, just keep working and you'll get to where you want to be eventually.
1: So Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because like you said, there's people looking up to you saying, oh, I wish I was where you're at. Um, but I really appreciate the vulnerability of you sharing that you do the same thing as the people you look up to. And I think that will really help kind of take pressure off someone who might be listening to this, starting out to realize, Hey, it doesn't really matter what that number says. You know, you can't ever fully get rid of that feeling. And it's just about focusing on yourself and where you're at, which is most important. So I appreciate you sharing that. Going back to the kind of how to monetize in blogging, I think something that you do that makes you a little bit more unique that, from my perspective, allows you not to focus so heavily on getting brand deals and the affiliate links and all that is you have quite a bit of products as well. You mentioned at the beginning you used to do things on Etsy like logo design and um, blogging templates, but then now... I've seen you have um, a t-shirt line and you sell Lightroom presets. Um, can you go into that and, and your decision to have your own products and not rely so much on working through others to um, monetize? Yeah. Um,
0: so that also even ties into kind of when I wasn't making anything on my blog, I was looking for other ways to almost, you know, like you said, rather than relying on brands to pretty much pay you for the advertisement. I was like, okay, what can I do to just like kind of still do something with the blogging, but where I am making sure I, you know, make something at the end of the week or things like that. So in the beginning it was all about the blog design and I pretty much was like, okay, this is pretty fun. It's definitely time consuming, but it still has to do with blogging and I, you know, will I'll be able to not only design things on my own and learn things, but I'll also be able to do it for others and kind of just like work on the back end of the blog and for other people and learn new new things. So through that, I learned how to use Photoshop, which. Um, I use for all logo design. They're even just when I—I I mean, I—I I don't do that anymore. But
1: mm-hmm. if
0: I ever want to change my own logo, I know how to do it. And um, so I also even looked at it like, oh, okay, I'll be on Etsy. I can add my blog link. Maybe that'll kind of be like another way for people to find my blog and get my name out there on another website in a way.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, I did all of that for a really long time, and then. Recently, I actually I think it was last year, towards the end of last year, is when I started selling my Lightroom presets. Um, because as we all know, editing is just such a huge part of Instagram. You know, you mm-hmm. want that cohesive looking feed. Um, and I started using Lightroom, and I I'd always used it, but I didn't start really working with the other like tools on the side to kind of create that filter if you will um and then of course like you know people start asking oh what filter do you use what app do you use and since I was getting asked that so often um I would just say you know oh I use Lightroom but you know I I kind of like made my own preset on how to make my photos look like this so I started looking up to see how people get presets and I saw that oh people sell them so I was like oh my god I need to sell mine so I finally started doing that and people got so excited when I did start selling the presets and that was a really cool thing to to start doing and it was exciting to see even people just like sending me a dm telling me oh my gosh here's your um presets on my photos I love them and um and it's it's always so cool to see like the notification when somebody buys the preset, so um that's been really exciting and um same thing with the t shirt. I love when like people tag me and they're like just on the t-shirt and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, like somebody from you know so far away in this state mm-hmm. you know follows my blog and bought my t shirt so um but yeah the the presets are definitely what's like super popular right now, I feel like with every blogger. And, uh, when I, yeah, when I first discovered that you could even sell them, I was like, wow, this is such a game changer. So, um, I'm always like trying to work on new presets to kind of launch for people because it is just such a huge part of, you know, the way your Instagram will look. So Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, if you're not using presets, definitely, Look into that because it really is going to change the entire look of your feed and just catch more people's eye when they're scrolling through their feed on the people they follow.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's a great um, practical tip for someone getting into blogging. So thanks for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. Another I've thing seen. I've noticed just from being a follower of yours is you're, I haven't really seen you be someone who um, complains, I guess, about the different trends of social media and algorithms and all that. So do you have any insight on, um, as a blogger, just how to kind of roll with the punches and, you know, work with kind of what you're given when it comes to social media?
0: Yeah. Um, I know the algorithm is definitely a really frustrating part of Instagram and, um, Anytime anything changes as far as the algorithm or even just I notice something like, Oh, you know, my photos aren't performing as well as they used to. I just try to I I pretty much just tell myself, like, okay, I'm probably, you know, not posting at a good time. I need let me try a different time. So I've honestly with all of the algorithm changes, I've always looked at it as like, Okay, maybe I just need to change the time. I it's for me it's all about the timing okay so I you know I feel like some people post really really late at night like midnight and I'm always like oh my god no like so many people are actually asleep right now Mm -hmm. even though you're not so I'm always like trying to think okay um You know, people are either on their lunch break right now or, you know, I would think that people are, a lot of people are, like, scrolling through their phone right now um, or when I think that there is going to be the most engagement as far as, you know, when people are scrolling through and they're bored and all that stuff. So, for example, um, probably the first year when I started blogging, I was also teaching dance um, while in college and everything, and a lot of my students followed me. So I used to post at like 9 p.m. because we would get out – or like 9, 9:15 9, is when I would post because that's when my kids were done with dance. So I'm like, they're all on their phones right now. Mm. So I first looked at it like that. So I'm like, okay, I know there are a lot of my followers right now, you know, my first year. So I would always post at that time. And then, you know, I stopped teaching and I kind of uh, – I feel like gained a an older crowd, slightly older – rather than um, pretty much the kids in high school and yeah. younger. I had more so high school and college, people my age. and um, So I looked at it a little differently. So, um, like, so, for example, on Fridays, I'm like, okay, some people don't work on Fridays. People kind of start their day early or their, their nightlife early on Fridays. So I don't post as late, like 5 p.m. like I usually am. I post a little early on, earlier on Fridays because I'm thinking, like, okay, people get out of work early or they're not working, like I mentioned, and so I try to do, like, I don't know, 2.30 or 3 on Fridays, so, because I know I have one friend, she's like, oh, yeah, I get out at 3 on Fridays. I'm like, okay, and then, like, my husband, he works every other Friday, and on the Fridays he does work, he gets out at 3 or 2.30. So I kind of try to play it on that, um, or even like—I mean, I try to do like five and five thirty most days because you know, okay, people are getting out of work and they're probably sitting in traffic. And in all honesty, scrolling on their phone. So, I
1: mean, hey, when you're in that um, stop and go, you gotta you gotta check in yeah. on on the social networks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So.
0: Even with all the algorithm changes, though, I always look at it as a timing thing, no matter what. So um, if you're getting that engaged at a specific time, I don't think that an algorithm change is going to change, you know, what time people are going on and everything. So I just, I kind of just play the timing a little bit. Mm -hmm. and. I write it down and I kind of base it off of that.
1: Yeah, that's great information um, because I'm sure for people who might be starting out, that could be something they didn't even think of that. Oh, you can't just post like whenever you feel like posting, whenever your picture is ready to post that there has to be strategy behind it if you do want to see certain results from it. So I'm glad that we touched on that.
0: Yeah. And actually, really, one more little point yeah. on that. I remember my manager asking at the jewelry store, she's like, do you think we should be posting at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning? Because I I wake up at that time sometimes, and I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm like, there's a very small amount of people, like, you know, scrolling on their phones at that time. Where, yeah. you know, I'm like, that's you, but you have to look at the bigger picture of it.
1: So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so since you kind of did fall into blogging somewhat accidentally where you know it was just for fun at first and you noticed that you could make more out of it, at what point did you start looking at, at it as a business rather than just something you kind of did on the side for fun?
0: Um I, we barely turned it into an actual business, like, registered in the state of California this year. Oh, cool. But I started looking at it as a business, I want to say, two years ago, because um, that's when I actually started seeing, like, an actual income come in. Mm-hmm. And, um, for example, like, with Reward Style um, slash Like to Know It, um, I was actually getting a paycheck every two weeks so I'm like oh wow this is actually like consistent now this is cool so I and it was it became something that actually was able to pay my bills so that's when I was like okay I really need to not take this seriously because I always was mm-hmm.
1: but
0: start looking at it as a as more of a business so um I I started, you know, like writing things down and and recording things, you know, for tax purposes. And um, I feel like the the first year that I had to pay taxes on it and all that stuff and like really um, pay attention to all of my expenses for it, for the write-off, that's when I was like, okay, so this is like, this can actually be my business. And then that's when my husband was like, I think we should register it and get an actual business debit card for you so that taxes are easier and blah, blah, blah. So, um, and yeah, it's just it's crazy to think like it actually became a business when it used to just be something I did because I was so bored with (laughs) what I was doing. So, um, guys, it's been, um, Nice because Cody definitely helps me a lot in the business aspect of it. He gets really into that and he's, he's just so good at math and he loves all like the bookkeeping and the expenses and all that stuff. So he helps a lot with that side of it.
1: Awesome. Um, what's the best and the worst advice that you've been given um, when it comes to having an online business?
0: Um, I would say the worst advice. I guess business-wise, for a social media type of business, um, the worst advice would be to post every day, you know, no matter what. Because Mm. I used to think you had to, and but it all goes back to that kind of like quote: um, quality over quantity, Um, and. Like in the beginning, I definitely was like, I have stuff every single day on my blog. Um, because if I, if I don't, you know, people will forget I have a blog and, you know, this and that. So nowadays, if I, one, don't like the photos we took or I'm really just not feeling it, I will not post it. I definitely have had like a handful of things we've shot and I never ended up posting it because it, it, it to me, it wasn't good content. So I didn't want to put that out there and, then people be like, uh, okay, this is weird. You know, this isn't really her. Why is she posting this? Because people kind of, like, feel that on their end. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, okay, this feels very forced. So if I truly don't feel like posting, for one, or two, don't like the content I would be posting, and I kind of want to change it up, then that's when I, um, pretty much I, I just... I really want to just, like, stay true to the brand and everything. So I'm like, I don't want to ruin it by posting something I don't even like, you know. So, mm-hmm. And then best advice I would say would be, let's see, kind of roll of thumb that I mentioned, you know, spend more time on the advertisement and the marketing aspect and not, you know, so much the content and the blog design and all of that stuff. Because what matters is definitely the, um, you know, what you, where you're um, advertising is so that people can actually find you. Because if you want it to grow, it's all about the marketing and the advertising and not just like, okay, I worked so hard on editing this and getting this to look like this. Perfect. I'm done. So, um, so yeah. That that was probably I would say my best advice. I read it on somebody's blog post actually, and then I, no, I'm totally stummy. And that's when I started looking at things a little differently, and that's when I really started to focus a lot on like Pinterest and using that because that's what probably, aside from Instagram, that is probably my biggest um, refer to my blog is Pinterest.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, so what made you like realize that were you just kind of nonchalantly posting things and then realize that's where your traffic was coming from or was that something that you really intentionally wanted to test out and see how it worked
0: so i had always found a lot of websites through pinterest and so i always made sure i posted all of my blog posts and all of my instagram photos and then um I know Google Analytics is a really popular website to kind of track your information. To me, um, it's a little confusing. It's a separate website and all that stuff. So I personally, because I use WordPress for um, the hosting for my blog, I use um, a, it's called um, Jetpack, it's a plugin, and you can view your site stats on there, and it's Connected to your WordPress, so it's all on the same page that you're doing, all your editing and posting and all that stuff. So I quickly look at it, and everything's right from one page rather than, like, okay, I've got to click here to see um, where this is coming from. I have to click over here. So that's where Google Analytics kind of, like, bothers me personally, and so I just use the site that's through this plugin on WordPress. It's actually a really popular one, and I, a web designer, have recommended it, and I know a lot of other people use it. So from there, um, it just tells me my daily views, my um, all of the website clicks on my blog as far as pages that were clicked, and then also my top refers, and that's when I started noticing that Pinterest was always at number one.
1: Really cool. And so
0: Yeah, and uh, so then I was on Pinterest, and I saw this um, pin, and it said how I grew my Monthly uh, audience view to from this number to this number. So I clicked it and there was this website called Tailwind. So I thought um, I was a little skeptical because I know it was like one of those sponsored pins on Pinterest that was Mm. like it was being paid to be advertised. I'm like, okay, is it like really gonna work? I don't know. So I did a free month trial and I did notice it go up a little bit and then I Thought, I also realized, like, wow, this actually has made Pinterest for me a lot less tedious as far as, like, having to pin, um, you know, the whole, like, okay, let me p- click this picture, pin it, put it on this board. And then most of the time, you put the same pictures on, let's say, two to three different boards. So, um, on, on for Tailwind, it pretty much allows you to click one thing. You um, highlight all the pictures type in the boards you want and then it schedules them all rather than having to do every single one individually. So for something that used to take me like 30 minutes, it now only takes me like one minute max, which is crazy. So I did really like how that helped me just kind of like cut some time out because I would get really tired and like sometimes get lazy and not want to do it. So, but then I, you know, doing that so often being that it was, so much easier for me to use i started to notice my numbers growing and so i i don't even know where my monthly audience view was at before as far as the number but now it's at 3.2 million um, monthly viewers a month which i i think is like it blows my mind but it makes sense because it really is my top referrer. i have like a couple thousand um of my blog views a day are primarily because of Pinterest. That's so I, literally my number one recommendation for so many.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we dived into that right here at the end. Cause that sounds like an amazing resource that people can really utilize um, when it comes to Pinterest and sounds like it's been a game changer for you. So I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah it's insane. <laughs> okay. So I think we talked about a lot of great stuff. Um, was there anything else before we wrap up that you wanted to mention or talk about? Um, actually
0: there is this, uh, one quote I did come across and I shared it on this Facebook group I created and uh, what was it? It was, um, uh, you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great, mm. and I came across that I think a week ago, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's like that's a really powerful like one sentence quote." So I shared it with um, the girls that are in my baby supporting baby Facebook group, and cause I created it as kind of like a a way for a bunch of girls who are bloggers or even just on Instagram to have a place to come to one ask questions and to um just share, you know, like, okay, oh, hey, I posted this on my blog, would love for you guys to go comment or check it out. I posted this on Pinterest, blah blah. blah. So, um, and we've had a lot of girls on there even say, like, you know, I'm really discouraged Can you guys go through this and that and I, I don't know why I'm struggling with this part of the blog and things like that and There also are some others that say, I'm so nervous to start a blog because it seems like so much work and I don't think I can do it. So I just stay on Instagram. So I shared that quote and I feel like it just really tied in with that whole um, aspect of it as far as, oh, so many people are scared to start because they're like, oh, I don't have content. I don't have this. I I don't think that what I post is going to be good. But any blogger who has ever started or has, like, this successful blog, for example, um, will always have those first posts from, like, the first year or so that are, I mean, in all honesty, horrible. I look back on my first ones, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how embarrassing. But, I mean, that's the only way you're going to learn. So I I, I just really, really like that quote because no business in this world has ever started being like the best thing ever. You know, you have to go through a lot of trial and error, and figuring a lot of things out for it to even be something that people will like.
1: So I love yeah. that. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So where can people find you online, connect with you, follow you? Where's the best place um, for people to do that?
0: My blog is com, and pretty much all of my social media channels are my first and middle name, which is Haley LaRue, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-L-A-R-U-E.
1: Awesome. And I will have those linked below. Thank you again for talking with me. Um, I think we went over so many great things that are going to be really helpful, especially for people who want to get into blogging. So I really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: of course. Thanks for having me. I always love doing podcasts. I think they're super fun,
1: so awesome. thank you. All right. Well, have a good rest of your Sunday. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes go live every single Wednesday. The best way to never miss an episode is to hit subscribe or follow wherever you are listening. You can follow the show on Instagram at Wi-Fi Work Ethic, And find an archive of all past episodes at TheMillennialMarketplace.com. If you love this episode and you know of someone whose entrepreneurial story should be shared or a topic you want me to talk about, please send them my way. It is my passion to get this message into as many ears as possible. And if you liked what you heard today, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and share this with your people. It truly means a lot. Thank you again for sticking all the way to the end of this episode. Until next time, stay humble and hustle hard, my friends.